0: Welcome back to Puzzling, a true crime podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Tiffany. And And we're we're your hosts. hosts. uh, Who wants to go first? (laughs) What do you mean? Um, How was your week? Uh, I'll go first. Um, Wow, I have nothing to say. I'll go first. Okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You go first. (laughs) We have a shit ton of snow. Um, So much snow. And it's not stopping. No. Avery is a very big girl. She said hi for the first time. (gasps) Ew. Ew. It's adorable. No, I hate it. She goes, hi. Oh, my baby. (laughs) It's so cute. How have you not told me this yet? Because I wanted you to experience it in person. But, you know, it's so cute. Oh, I can't wait. Um, and she also is, like, pretty much weaning herself off bottles, which is great for me. Because formula is very expensive. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, it is. Um, yeah. Oh, I took my midterm today. Can we just talk about what Tucker did yesterday? Oh, my God. So, I've never taken... Like, the only place Tucker's ever been is the gym. Uh, he's been to Rayleigh's once. And then, like, on walks. But he's never <laughs> been to, like, a public place. Really, like, a brewery or anything like that. And so, we took him to a brewery last night. And... He's terrified of chairs. hmm So, I always tie Nova to the chair. Like, the chair that I'm sitting in, you know? And then... Usually Makes when sense. I when I get up, like I'll untie her and give her to someone else if I'm going inside, or like if we all are, I'll bring her. But like, right. there's that moment of like me standing up and gathering my shit before I start walking, or like get her off the chair. You know, Misty, her head <laughs> is know. touching the face. my f- my face. <laughs> Misty, go away. Go, go lay down. Go, go lay down. She's not listening. Okay, don't no, move. Um. So anyway, yeah, we were. <laughs> We, I had Tucker tied to the chair and um, I got up to get another beer and he took one step and the chair moved and it was a dragon he sent to kill him. Panic, took off. took off. Chair dragging four <laughs> feet behind him. He's, like, running. Misty's on sprint. Dude, Misty's off leash. So she's chasing after him. He's like, why the fuck are we running? And Misty's <laughs> like, why are we running? You and know? she's like, I'm having a blast. I don't know what's going He's on. He's like, oh, my God, what the fuck? This chair is trying to kill me. Oh, my God. So we finally got him. We did, like, the walk of shame from the parking lot back with Tucker and the chair. <laughs> and everyone he was, was like, laughing. He was just, like, I finally, Sarah went around. Um, one way and I went around the other way I finally grabbed him and he was just yelping and whining he was petrified oh, and everyone saw the entire thing uh-huh. everyone inside everyone outside everyone saw it yep and it was we were all just dying of laughter like I was cry laughing yeah. it was the most funny thing I've ever seen it in my was entire mortifying. life <laughs> as his owner <laughs> and, and yeah. having to like face everyone and be like we're all good <laughs> oh my god it was fucking Sarah's so was horrifying. like it's his first outing and this is already happening and the bartender was like that's okay he's allowed back yeah <laughs> yep. she was like next time maybe he'll have a better experience and i was like i'm just gonna close out i think i'm done here <laughs> it was so bad it was so so bad it was so funny he's a giant baby he he literally is but now i'm worried because like if he gets scared of something i don't want him just taking off as far as he can go you know yeah like, that's fucked. Yeah. That scares me, too. Especially, like, if we're at the beach or something or, like, in the meadow and he's off leash and, like, he gets scared and he just runs. Yeah. Because when a dog goes, a dog goes. Goes. Oh, man. So I've contacted a trainer. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I might have him come over on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby tuck Tug. What a little dummy. I love him. It was horrible. It was hilarious. It was so bad. I'm and happy him. it wasn't my dog. <laughs> I mean, my dog ran after him, but, you know. Uh, yeah, it was, it was great. So anyway, um, anything else about your week? No. Okay. No. No, I'm good. That's it. That's all. Um, well, I went skiing. It was horrendous. It was fine. I'm, I'm very slowly getting better with powder, but I still Mm. do not want to do it. I want to avoid powder at all costs, unless I have powder skis, but I've never even done that, so that concerns me. Um aside from that, i have nothing. <laughs> Did you hit a top speed? No, probably not, huh? Oh no. Cuz of the powder. Yeah, powder yeah. slows and it was windy, wind <gasps> resistance too. I know it's so windy now. It's ridiculous outside. We're like in blizzard warning. Yeah, for and three i days still straight. drove my ass over here so y'all could have a podcast to yeah. listen to. So you better thank Sarah for that. You're welcome cuz i'm not going anywhere. Yeah. I was supposed to take Milo for a few hours today. My friend's dog cuz she just had a baby. And I was like, "How about Espan takes him? Because I don't want to drive later." <laughs> yeah. But I met her baby, and she's so cute. Uh, yeah, oh, I know. She's so I've cute. just seen pictures of her, and she's so sweet. Oh, I love her so much. My one of my other friends had a baby yesterday. Oh, <sighs> babies left and right. I know. Literally. I know three just born on Valentine's Day. Three. I know two on Valentine's Day. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Crazy. So happy babies. Happy baby. Anyway, no Tiff, baby. you've got a long case, don't you? I do. Uh, we're only six minutes in, so we're doing this good. Good. All right. Let's get into my case. Did I did I tell you who it was? No. What it was? Mm-mm. Okay. I I had no idea, and it's all over the place, so. Okay. I'm excited. Jeffrey Robert McDonald was born on October twelfth, nineteen 1943, in Jamaica, New York. Two parents, Robert McDonald and Dorothy Perry. Um, I couldn't tell... I think they may have been married. Um, she maybe just didn't take his name. I Well, I saw it hyphenated somewhere. Oh, I don't okay. think it really matters because they don't stay together as far as I know. Mm. Um, but I don't think it's a huge detail, but I wanted right. to mention it. Jamaica is a neighborhood that's a part of Queens. It's not like an actual city. It's like a... Just a neighborhood. Like a sub... Like a suburb. But it's the borough of Queens. Borough, that, yeah. Like, I think. It's what I... <laughs> I don't, I don't know. remember. It's a neighborhood that's part of Queens. <laughs> he... This is strange and I don't know why. He swears his birthday's 1943, but his mom swears it's 1942. Ah, <clears throat> I have no yeah. idea. It's very strange. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but is, Does he not have a birth certificate to like go off of? I don't know. It's the 40s. I don't know how they did things. I feel like you still have a birth certificate. Yeah, you do. I I have no idea. I mean, my mom had one in the 50s. Yeah, I I don't know. But I don't know. Hmm. 1943 is what's like noted everywhere. So we'll just go with that. Uh, He was raised in an underclass home in Long Island where his father was known to be nonviolent, but very, very strict. Mm, Okay. Like he was a disciplinarian is what they said. Can you hear me eating? No. Okay. (laughs) I'm trying so hard to (laughs) chew this very softly. Reading to eating cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. He seems to have had or been a great child growing up. He was interested in sports. He was smart, kind, loving. He helped around the house without even being asked to. The whole nine yards, really. Like, he was just a great kid. Okay. He started high school at Pat... Pachagoo. <laughs> <laughs> high School. We're going to go with that. Okay. Where he met a young girl named Colette Stevenson and quickly became enamored with her. Maybe it's Patigo. It's like P-A-T-C-H. Oh. Patago. I have no idea. I'd say patchigo. Yeah. That's what, it, <laughs> that's what it looks like. <laughs> they fell in love and had a sweet little freshman year romance. She was actually in eighth grade. He was in freshman. He was okay. a freshman. But they had like this sweet little romance until the following summer when Colette broke his heart. Oh, I know. He started dating a new girl named Perry Wells, and they stuck together for the rest of high school and into college. He became prom king his senior year. He was voted the most likely to succeed, most popular, and received a scholarship to Princeton. Bang! He's a great kid. After he graduated, he took that scholarship and enrolled in the pre-med program at Princeton in 1962. While in his second year at Princeton, he and Perry split up, and he reconnected with his high school sweetheart, Colette again. She was a freshman at another college named uh, Skidmore College, so on the weekends, he would hitchhike to go be there with her. We don't like him in the end, do we? (laughs) No, we we don't. (laughs) Because you said he swears, and I was like, so he's not a victim. We will discuss every possibility. (laughs) Okay. You'll get it. You'll get it. Mm -hmm. Um. They wrote letters back and forth frequently, and she was very shy and timid, and he felt like he needed to take on not only the role of being her boyfriend, but also take on the role of, like, her protector, because she was just so so timid and, and sweet. <laughs> this oh is God. too funny. <laughs> Misty, go. 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 I don't. I like, don't want to throw a toy for you. <laughs> Misty, go. There we go. She just had uh, Auntie Sarah tell her what's up. Uh, <laughs> She's going to come bother me now. Um, uh, you, where was I? Uh, uh, he was her protector. Yeah. Um, he was dating other women here and there, too. I mean, he was in college and whatever. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. He was, like, not solely there for just her. but Okay. But whatever. he wanted to protect her and she was yeah, the love of his life and his soulmate and all that shit. Yeah. Um, okay. K-K-K-K-K. But once Colette fell pregnant with his child, he decided ah! it was time to put the bullshit aside and marry her. You don't think? <laughs> no. <laughs> so at that Idiot. point, he was strictly just Colette. Okay. They got married in August of 1963. They had a nice wedding with like 100 guests and a nice honeymoon in Cape Cod before their first daughter, Kimberly Catherine, was born on April 18th, 1964. I've always liked the name Kimberly. Me too, and I like the nickname Kimmy. I don't like that. Oh. Unless someone who listens name is Kimmy Then I like your name Well I knew someone who was named Kimberly And she pretty much went by Kimberly But me being me I like to call people by nicknames Or if they go by a nickname I like to call them by their full name (laughs) So I would always call her Kimmy She was Kimmy to me, strictly Kimmy, I don't know Nobody else called her Kimmy Doesn't have the right feel They called her Kim Kim. She went by Kimberly and Kim Kim. But I called her Kimmy Mm, Interesting. Maya's trying to get in my lap Get out of here I have a full lap open, Maya. She's obsessed with me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kimberly grew up to be a shy, sweet, little girly girl. She was adorable. Please tell me they had a tomboy, too. I love it. They do. Oh, I love it. (laughs) I love it so much. Once he completed his pre-med studies, he moved his family to Chicago, where he was accepted into Northwestern University Medical School in 1965. They moved into a one-bedroom apartment where Colette was a stay-at-home mother. It, 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 they didn't, like, say that, but that's kind of what it seems like. It didn't sound like she worked at all. Okay. At this point. um, And he not only went through rigorous hours of medical school, but he also worked part-time jobs for the finances. So mm-hmm. he was, like, just always gone. Right. <laughs> In 1966, they were able to move to a better neighborhood where Colette falls pregnant with their second child. The tomboy. The tomboy. I love it. Kristen Jean was born on May 8th, 1967, and she was a tomboy, and she was a little feisty little thing. And she, um, Kimberly was very, like, shy and reserved, and, like, if she would get teased on, um, when she was, like, f- five, Kristen, at two years old, would be, like, on those kids' asses. like I love that. She, she was the protector of her older sister I at such that. a young age. That is my favorite thing ever. It was... Yeah, it's very, very sweet. Uh, Jeffrey finished medical school in 1968 and moved his family to Bergenfield, New Jersey, oh, so okay. he could complete his year-long inter- internship at Columbia Presbyterian Medical Center in New York, where he specialized in thoracic surgery. Mm. It was a tough year for the family because... Like, residencies suck. <laughs> well, and you don't get paid for res- residency. I don't, don't think you? so. I don't think you do. I don't think you do either. So I I'm, can imagine it was tough. Like, he would work. Wait, do you? Because you, I think you're an intern, then resident. If I've learned anything from Grey's, Grey's Anatomy. Anatomy. <laughs> I think. Oh, now I can't remember. I don't know. I've Maybe seen like two do. episodes of Grey's Anatomy, so I don't know. Oh. Maybe you do get paid, but I don't think it's very much. Mm-hmm.
1: If you do, it, it's not. Yeah.
0: A it's not what you you get when you become a doctor. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. I I don't know. But um he was working like 36-hour shifts and then f- oh, home yeah. for 15 hours. Like yeah, he was ridiculous. He was hardly so ever home. So he had to have been getting paid though then cuz he couldn't have a second he job. Had to have been unless Colette was started working? working. But I, I didn't know. see anything about that time frame of her working. So Okay. I'm not really sure. Um he when he was home, he was basically too exhausted to um like, do anything at all. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't blame him. I wouldn't want to do anything either. That no, th- neither. Sounds horrible. Neither do I. <laughs> I, I, I... Neither do I. Like, I yeah, am okay. now. <laughs> I, like, literally wake up and I want to take a nap, you know? Oh, immediately. Immediately. And Alex's stupid alarm goes off at 6 a.m. so we can go to the gym in the morning, and then he never does. And he stays in bed until 7.30, and I get so... My aunt Sarah. Jason's goes off at 6 30 but he always gets up at 6 15 like he always wakes up before his alarm so he'll go downstairs but in the process of going downstairs he opens the door and there's been a stupid fucking paper shopping bag next to the door and the dogs are like so eager to get out then when he opens our bedroom door they hit the bag and I'm like <laughs> awake right I'm like jolted awake and then he doesn't close the door so I can hear everything downstairs. His alarm go off then the dogs come and jump on me and then they go back down. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? So mm-hmm. I finally moved the bag. Good. The next day he put another bag there. Oh my gosh. I, and I, I fucking turned around, had it in my hand. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and he was like, I just wanted to see the look on your face. And I was like, "He would. Hate you. He would. I hate you. So. <gasps> I feel that. I immediately want to take a nap. It's literally so frustrating. I'm like, if you're not going to get up and go. Like, he's been going after work now. Because yeah. he does not get up and go. I'm like, stop putting your alarm. For, like, he doesn't leave the house until like 830. Stop. Stop it. Drive me nuts. God. But whatever. Um. Anyway, so it was only a year. And when his year was up, they took a nice, needed vacation to Aruba. Ooh. I know. Aruba's Aruba. nice. Aruba. <laughs> i don't know the other aruba jamaica, jamaica Ooh, i want to take, take you bring bahamas come on pretty mama yep sorry Largo, Montego. baby why don't we go down to coco okay
1: sorry, i had to get it all out
0: yeah <laughs> sorry guys once home from vacation mcdonald joined the army on june 28, 1969 the army what is he trying to be a doctor in the army? Yeah. He, okay. He was, was like, assigned he did to the, all this work. I know, right? <laughs> he was assigned to the 3rd Special Forces Group as a surgeon. Okay. So he was an army surgeon. Like MASH. Huh? MASH, the show. No, oh, I've never seen it. <gasps> it's, you, you should watch it. It's really good. I've heard it's good. It is. Yeah, I've never seen it, though. It's great. After joining the army, he was moved to Fort Bragg, North Carolina, and the whole family was well-liked amongst the military families. Colette was now in school with... Um, her first two years down before, because mm. she, she stopped going to school um, when she had Kimberly. Did you ever say uh, what she was going to school for? I'm about to. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, she had two, first two years completed, but she wanted to get a bachelor's degree in English Lit and use that to teach part-time. I always wanted to minor in English Lit Ugh. or American Lit. I wanted to avoid English at every possible I pause. love English. Literally, if my, whenever, if ever I go back to school, if they require me to take another English class, I'm dipping. Like, I'm changing I'll my major. It. I will literally do it for you. Deal. That's how much I love English. I will help you with math if you want. Like, I don't... Okay, deal. <laughs> deal. I hate I don't English. have any math classes, but... But if you do, i count Accounting has you. a lot of math in it. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, he quickly switched from the third special forces to the first due to it being deactivated and became a preventative medical doctor. Hmm, okay. On Christmas 1969, while Collette was now approximately three months pregnant with Ooh. their first son, Aww. we gonna have a boy. Jeffrey surprised the family with a pony, and the girls wanted to name it Trooper. Aww. Trooper, my a Shetland pony is that right? Shetland, yeah. I didn't write it down, but a Shetland pony, a Shetland, yeah. yeah. Uh, also commonly named called Shetlands because <clears throat> they are literally devils. All well, the fun. They will bite. They will kick. They will ruin your perfect life. pony for a 5 and 2 year old. Listen, it. they're horrible. <laughs> they're so bad. Um also though my uh was it Kristen I think? got um maybe it was Kimberly. Hold on. I have it somewhere. Oh yeah, Kimmy got bucked off. Yeah, they're little bitches. Kimberly, yeah. And they're she was horrible. like 5 and she did not want to get on for a while. <laughs> they're literally horrible. They people call them shitlins because they're just little shits. But Trooper was It's like shitsus. like shitzu. I had a shitzu. Oh, I hate her name was Zoe. She was very nice. They're I've never met a mean one. I don't I just like think little ugly. dogs, but she was like a really big shitzu. Like she had to have been mixed. They're just ugly. I'll show you a picture of she's so personally cute. that's no, no, my... no, no. Zoe was the cutest shitzu I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh Trooper I... is the name of my cousin's ex-boyfriend's dog who just passed unfortunately Aww. but he was a golden and i posted those pictures of um, tucker on my facebook yeah. and he was like he looks just like trooper and Aww. i was like oh. they're sad yeah she was with him for like 10 years i love trooper oh i love trooper too such a good boy he's the best boy i haven't mean, I met him but i love him he was a good boy they were overjoyed about their new pony and he bought it in the hopes of moving to Connecticut soon and living on a ranch where they would have more room for it. Love that. While he studied at Yale for advanced medical training. Okay. This guy is so fucking smart. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. why? I mean, I don't even know what he did, but like, <laughs> why is he not, like... He's super Curing smart. cancer. Seriously. <laughs> Come on. Especially with, like, growing up in a poor family... And, like, in a poor area he and really stuff. He made like, it. He really did. He made it, like, out of the stereotype and the cycle and, like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of twists and turns on this, so. I hate it already. Buckle up. Um, life was going great for them. Colette was actually writing letters to friends and family about how happy they were and that their family would be complete as soon as their son was born in July. I don't, know the, I don't know the birth or the due date, but July. <laughs> we love to die babies we are july baby (laughs) exactly why we love them okay uh fast forward a bit to february 16th 1970 he took the girls to go see the pony and after they got home colette they had like dinner together and then colette went to a night class they had a fun night oh like him and the kids yeah him and the kids they had a fun night like goofing around he was like pretending to be their horse and like Hmm. they were riding on his back and whatnot like it was okay it was normal and cute and great And then Kristen, the two-year-old, was put to bed around 7 while Kimberly stayed up for a little while playing games. Colette arrived home around 9.40 and they hung out together on the couch before she decided to call it a night and go to bed. He ended up falling asleep on the couch in the living room. And it wasn't until 3.42 a.m. when a 911 call comes in with a man quietly saying, help, 5.44 Castle Drive, stabbing, 5.44 Castle Drive, stabbing, hurry. Unquote. Mm-hmm. And this actually surprised me. It took military police around 10 minutes to a- arrive at the property. You're on base. Right. How far do you have to go? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, why did it take 10 minutes? He literally said there was a stabbing. Yeah. Like, when you're on base, I i mean, I've never been in an army base, but, like, I can't imagine. They're, they're, they're not that, that big. big. I know some of them are now. Like, they've got whole shopping centers and, like, all that shit. But, like... I would imagine back then they... In 1970. ...were just neighborhoods. like <laughs> Basically, yeah. I mean, that's what I picture, too. You can correct us if we're wrong, but... Right. I always picture... There's a... Um, what's that one movie where they're running through the army base, and it's, like, all the houses. It's, like, a little neighborhood, and then, like, the main command ba- like center or whatever, and, like, the hangars are behind it. And no they're, idea. they're all running in a line. It's a movie. Someone will get it. Someone will get it. But... Yeah, I always imagine it's, like, pretty small. I mean, Fort Bragg is one of, like, the larger bases. It's so weird, because there's a Fort Bragg in California that I think is also a base. Is there? Yeah. It's it's right next to Sonoma County. Huh. I think they're... Are you sure? Yep. Possibly. I don't know. I grew up there. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh, when they arrived, the front door was locked and the house was dark. No one was answering the door, so they continued around the back do- to the back door, where they found the screen door closed but the actual door wide open okay so they go in and they start going through the house um they come to the master bedroom and they immediately started shouting for someone to get womack right away which is the hospital at fort right right they found colette on her back on the floor of the master bedroom with um one breast out and one eye open what but deceased Interesting. She had been severely beaten with some sort of club. Both arms were broken in multiple spots, most likely defensive wounds, as well as 21 stab wounds to her chest by an ice pick and 16 more stab wounds to her chest and neck with a knife. An ice pick? Yeah. Where the fuck are you? Why are you? In North Carolina. (laughs) Why are you bringing an ice pick to like what I assume at the moment is like a home invasion? But 21 is a lot. That's it's a lot. lot. And but plus 16 pick? more with a knife. An ice pick? Yeah. Okay. Uh, her trachea was severed in two different places. Her top, which was a pajama top, was found partially on her person and partially next to her body. They found Jeffrey clinging on to his wife, also wounded, screaming to go help his kids because he heard his kids crying. Which, just remember that. He heard it. Okay screaming to go help them because he heard them crying. The word pig was written in Colette's blood on their headboard. When police made it to five-year-old Kimberly's room, they found her bludgeoned as well and stabbed approximately eight to ten times and deceased in her bed. She was stabbed in the neck. Her skull was, had taken a beating and was fractured at least twice, one of which her cheekbone had actually gone through her skin and her yeah. face. Across the hallway, they walked into two-year-old Kristen's room and found her in bed with her bottle lying next to her. She had been stabbed 15 times with a knife pick and 33 times with a knife. What the fuck? She's two. I, like, can't- that doesn't even, like, fit on a two-year-old's body. I don't know how it could have happened. Straight up, I have no idea. And she also- this poor little two-year-old also had defensive wounds on her hands. Oh, that kills me. And it was noted that two of the stab wounds had gone into her t- into her heart, but the ice pick stabs were quite shallow. Which is strange. Yeah, I think. Jeffrey was in bad shape and um, had to have what Wikipedia called it an impromptu res- uh, resuscitation. So like he wasn't in great shape, but he wasn't in that bad shape <laughs> well when you say impromptu resuscitation i think like they had to resuscitate him on the spot yeah but then like his injuries don't make sense to why he would have to be resuscitated so i'm i'm quite confused about that part okay um i'm not really sure but when he was able to speak he shouted quote jesus christ look at my wife i'm gonna kill those goddamn acid heads unquote what he was also shouting to see his children while they were taking him out to the ambulance. He was treated at Womack Hospital and ultimately survived the attack. However, medical personnel noticed that the injuries he received were very mild and nothing even close to what his wife and children had gotten. Mm-hmm. Like, at all. He had quite a few cuts and bruises, a concussion, a single stab wound in between uh, two of his ribs that hit his lung and caused uh, his lung to partially collapse, But the surgeon said that it was a clean, small, and sharp wound that only measured five-eighths of an inch deep.
1: So Mm -hmm. I don't know
0: how that would have gotten into his lung. It's not even an inch. It's like... Unless maybe he was, like, full deep breath in. I don't know, dude. I'm already under the impression that he has done this. And so I'm thinking he took a deep breath in to prepare himself, and it's so his lungs were pressed against his ribcage because they were fully expanded. Stabbed, so, but, like, not that hard because he didn't want to hurt himself, but... Too bad. Too fucking bad. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm no doctor, so whatever. Um, alright. So now we're gonna hear the unfolding of this night according to Jeffrey. hmm He states that it was around 2 a.m. when he had finished doing the dishes from that night before heading to bed. When he got to his room, he said that Kristen was in bed with Colette, but she had wet the bed, which was a normal occurrence for her. She's two. Yeah. Um, so he, instead of cleaning it up, he was just like, whatever, I'll take her back to her room and I'll just sleep on the couch. Because he didn't want to wake his wife. Okay. Which, like, I would appreciate if it was Alex. Don't wake me up. <laughs> Go somewhere else. <laughs> One time, uh, my brother was throwing up a shit ton in the middle of the night. I was I had to it was, I would have been like second grade or earlier because we moved out of that house in second grade. I'm sure I was probably like five, and Jake was probably like four, and he was throwing up a ton. And my dad put all of the towels that he used to like clean up the throw up in the wash, all of them. Flooded. Oh. The wash overflowed. Yeah, you have to like shake that shit out first. Ooh, and like- he put like ten towels in there. And, like, our entire downstairs was, like, flooded with... Oh, my pukey, gosh. Puky, soapy water. Ew. <laughs> it was so bad. Ew. Because like, it got clogged and then It's like when we had that clog in our, like, main unit and all the raw sewage was coming out of our washer drain into yeah. our kitchen. It was disgusting. Oh, my gosh. I hated that. Um... But yeah, so he went out to sleep on the couch. He fell asleep, and then a bit later, he was awoken by Colette and Kimberly's screams. Colette was screaming, Jeff, Jeff, help, why are they doing this to me? He jumped off the couch, but was immediately attacked by three men. Three men. three. Okay. A black man and two white men. Mm -hmm. The shorter of the two white men was wearing surgical gloves. He then noticed a fourth person, um, a white female. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This is just ridiculous. She was wearing knee-high black heels and a floppy hat and had, and like it was partially covering her face, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and had long blonde hair that he said could have been a wig. He wasn't sure. May I ask, had he recently seen any spy movie? Any of them at all? Not that I know of. But this is only six months after the Manson murders, which uh, we'll also get into. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, (laughs) Cool. Uh wait it gets better, mm-hmm. it gets better. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also raining, so he said that her shoes were like sopping wet, like dripping from the rain onto the carpet, okay, like soaking wet, and she was holding a lit candle and chanting "acid is groovy, kill the pigs," over okay. and over again. Hmm, interesting. Acid is groovy, kill the pigs. Okay. Um, <laughs> when I read that, I'm like, seriously. You have all the time <laughs> to inspect how much water is coming off of her boots when you're being attacked by three people? Oh, he gave, like, too much detail. Like, it was... It was strange. Okay. And he's on an army base. You have to assume that these people live on base, or else how are they getting in? Uh, it's the 70s. It's not, I don't think it's as, like... They're not as, like... You don't have to go through, like, a, a gate and a guard to, like... I don't know. Really? I, I, I could be wrong. I'm That's my guess. Because it seems like it's just... It's an army base. You should have guards. <laughs> like... Right. I don't... I don't know. Well, it also took them 10 minutes to get there, so... Who knows? Um, he was hit with a club and an ice pick by the men while the woman screamed, hit him again. He said his shirt was pulled over his head down to his wrists, which is how he was able to fend off the ice pick jabs. Which... Okay. Okay. <laughs> but that is... Go ahead. <laughs> um, I look, even if you're on acid, oh shit, I've never done acid, so I don't know, but even if you're on acid, I think you wouldn't dig through your garage to find an ice pick. Like, that seems like something that maybe is already in the house that's just like, oh, this is convenient. I would have to agree with you. Especially if you're bringing knives as well. Like, wouldn't everyone just be like, why would one yeah. person be like ice pick <laughs> Dude, what the fuck i, oh, I just, okay this gets it doesn't stop getting wild like it's this whole to the very end is like wild okay. um but as much as he fought he was still knocked unconscious by the men and when he woke up they were gone he first went into his daughter's rooms and tried resuscitating them but failed but he heard them screaming exactly or crying or whatever he said that's why i said tell you to remember that yeah yeah. So he knew they were fucking gone. Yeah. Um. He. This is his account. Probably because he's saying that's why I have the blood on my hands or whatever. <laughs> but he didn't. Yeah. So I'm didn't telling even... you, we will get there. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um. Okay, okay. He tried resuscitating them, but failed. And then he tried. He went into the master bedroom, f- saw his wife, tried resuscitating her, also failed. And then decided to call the police. Mm-hmm. Um, police basically put out a bolo for the description of the quote intruders right but by 6 a.m they were already like yeah this is pointless let's stop doing this (laughs) i looked it up and i cannot find anything about like guards in the 70s so i don't know so it's possible um they found all of the murder weapons abandoned outside the back door an old hickory brand knife an ice pick and a 31 inch long piece of wood with blood on it like a piece of lumber where did that come into play That's what everyone was hit with initially. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Including him, apparently. Mm. They were all wiped clean of fingerprints, and police determined quickly that they all came from the McDonald residence. Oh, interesting. Even though Jeffrey swears he's never seen those items in his life. You would fucking know if- I have an ice pick. I don't. I've never used it. I know I have an ice pick. An ice pick isn't something that, like, gets hidden in a fucking- like, on a shelf somewhere. Right. An ice, an ice pick, you know if you have an ice pick. And the um, piece of lumber matched wood that was found in one of the daughter's rooms. In one of the closets. So. I'm sorry, what? Which is also kind of strange, now that I think about it. I, but yeah, it matched one of the daughter's closets. The, w- the wood? wood? Yeah. Like, it got ripped. Was it, like, a frame? Like the framing of the door? I don't know. I'm thinking maybe like, um, like either like a pole pole. or maybe like a two by four. I don't, I don't know. They they didn't like explain what exactly the lumber was. Uh, the FBI quickly started helping military police to figure out what had happened. But by February 23rd, they were called to quit searching for the source, the four suspects overall Mm -hmm. because nothing in the home leads to the possibility of intruders. Mm Mm-hmm. McDonald was a trained he was trained in unarmed combat in the military. So like oh so like um fist knives. Yeah, yeah. Blah. Right. Armed they mean guns. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um but claims he couldn't fight off the attackers. Mhm. Which I mean like if there's three of them maybe and one's a woman who's just chanting with Well, that's that's the fourth one. Oh, right. So there were right, right, three right, right. men. Okay. He says. But you would assume that one of them was upstairs because the wife was screaming. I think it was saying, a, a one-bedroom. Or a, a one-story. Or okay. But one of them was not in the room because... He was in the living room yes. when this all happened. Yes. And the three were in their separate rooms. So it was just one guy. Because look, okay, so he woke up to his wife screaming, supposedly, mm-hmm. screaming, saying, why is he doing this? So you assume someone is attacking the wife. So that leaves just now two men and the one creepy woman chanting. <laughs> yeah. So two, the that is groovy. Two, two men and one weird ass <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, so, but, but maybe even there's another guy in, but maybe, I'm just saying it's not three at once because that doesn't well, make sense. Well, he says it's three at once, but and it doesn't make sense. But did this guy come is, running out. There's so much more, Sarah. It just, it's, I know. The math ain't math I want right? to like explain to you the no. rest, but I, I can't until we get there. I know. No, I, I get what you're saying. This like, guy's an evil motherfucker. And that's all I have to say. Like, I don't even give a shit about the rest of the case. <laughs> I literally don't care because anything that he says at this point is bullshit. Unless- You would be surprised. Are you actually kidding me? I'm telling you, you have to make your own decision in this case. I hate this There fucker. is a solution to, at the end. There uh-huh. is a solution. Okay. But it's still very, everything is still very strange. And we will, we will Tiffany, keep going. Tiffany, I swear, fucking God. I'm telling you, ever. I literally thought that after he said their, his account, and then we like got into him getting arrested, I'm like, story's over. No, I'm not even halfway done. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, uh, okay. okay, I will decide at the end. Um, there was a coffee table that was knocked over and a flower pot that had fallen and was broken, but those were the only signs of a disturbance in the living room where he apparently was trying to fight off these attackers and they rendered him in- unconscious. He also claimed that his shirt was torn in the living room, but not a single fiber was found in the living room. The fibers yeah. were found underneath Colette's body and in both of the children's rooms. Mm-hmm. I'm going to... And... Look. on... And one of one fiber being underneath the baby's fingernail. Look, one. I am. I don't want to talk about the two-year-old anymore. I because, get it. And I'm gonna fucking freak out right now because I I never cry. But like I'm picturing, even Avery, like at her age, would probably defend herself. Like I mean, not well. Right, as but much as like, she would put her hands up and like, and what like, are you doing to I'm me? I'm just picturing Avery doing that, and it's fucking killing me. Oh, it's her, and, and it terrifies the shit out of me because like, they were such a good family and they were happy. Yeah, yeah. And she's literally sitting here. Oh, our life has never been better. We are the happiest we've ever been. It our son's seem gonna like be born. There's a trigger like, to any of this? If yeah. if he did it, because obviously like there's some twist coming. But if he did it. Like there was no warning. It seems like like we don't have an inside view into their family, right? But, but from, the outside, from the outside, they're outside, the perfect family. There was no warning, and so like, and that like makes you think like obviously I would never think that Alex would do that dude, to me Jason and our kids. Loves that little girl. Are yeah. you fucking kidding me? But like, and it's like wild. I to would never think, think that. Yeah, like it could happen, which is yeah. terrifying. Fucking wild. I hate so, it. I hate it a lot. Um. Two. I'm gonna just go out on a limb here and say, I bet that all of the web like all of the weapons don't have fingerprints, but I bet the knife probably will have his blood on it. The ice pick won't, no. and the wood won't have his blood. Incorrect. Incorrect. Huh? We'll talk about it. Because <laughs> I'm thinking he just stabbed himself, and then maybe like I don't know, punch him. He didn't use the knife to stab himself. The ice pick. No. The wood? No. Yeah, we'll get there. So he doesn't have any blood from his family when he tried to resuscitate them. On his hands, like where you would where you would have it if you resuscitate someone. Look, this guy's guilty. <laughs> you can't tell me otherwise. Ah um... Alright, go on. <laughs> Fuck it, go on. Uh, okay. I'm, done. I'm done here. I don't wanna like give too much away yet. <laughs> okay, question. Okay. With a creamy Dijon dill chicken, <laughs> should Jason make mac and cheese or angel hair pasta with herbs and broccoli? I hate Dijon. I would probably say the pasta. Mac and cheese or angel hair pasta? No, the angel hair. <laughs> okay. Thank Are you. Are we done? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, oh, where was I? There we go. There was also a blood-stained wooden splinters in all three bedrooms... But even though he claims to have been hit with it himself from the intruders, not a single blood-stained splinter was found in the living room. Yeah, because he wasn't hit. There was no blood or fingerprints on either one of the phones in the home that he used to call 911. Not even fingerprints. Even though he claims to have tried to resuscitate all three of them. So he was wearing gloves. No. Well... Maybe, but like, no, God Jesus, I... It's, it's possible, but there he has an explanation for that. I feel like I already know what happened, but like <laughs> I probably don't <laughs> I'm,
1: um, I'm just yeah, like over here why to why would
0: you wash your hands in the midst of a panic when your entire family's dead? Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. did he say he washed his hands? that what he said? No, but that's okay. what I immediately assumed No, to, like I, if there's I no blood wearing gloves, I mean, but no I guess they have found either. Well, that's why he's wearing gloves. No fingerprints, no blood, but then they would have found gloves somewhere. Okay. (laughs) Lastly, they found a small piece of a surgical glove. (laughs) Okay. Like the one that he said the smaller white man was wearing underneath the headboard with Colette's blood on it. So, what did he put it down the fucking garbage disposal or something? How'd he get rid of him? I don't know what happened to the glove. Literally no idea. Did he eat him? (laughs) Did he eat (laughs) him? possible. <laughs> this guy is not human. <laughs> this guy is not. <laughs> uh anyway. <laughs> um it's the exact same kind of glove that they had kept in their house at all times. Oh, of course. Shocker, right? And remember how he said that the woman's boots were soaking wet, dripping water? Yeah, there's no water in the house is there. Yeah, the single only footprint found was from a bare foot, and it was covered with blood leading out of Kristen's bedroom. Yeah. A barefoot. hmm Bare. I, as soon as you said that, I was like, that ho- that carpet's gonna be bone-fucking-dry. Mm-hmm. There's, the twist will get there, trust me. I just don't understand how. Uh, yes. Unless some psychopath is like, I confess. <laughs> Whatever, go <going> on. <laughs> okay. Yes, anyway, his story fell apart real quick. They also questioned neighbors of the McDonald's, and no one claimed to hear any ruckus coming from the house. Of course not. Aside from Colette yelling in an angry tone of voice. but And I don't what know what said. time, I don't know what was said, I don't know. But they heard Colette yelling, and she sounded angry. Maybe he was cheating. <laughs> he was. Um. <laughs> I'm so good at this. I should be a detective. <laughs> <laughs> the young girl that babysat for the family told investigators that jeffrey and colette seemed to be like kind of just there the last like month or so like okay, they so, like, they seem to be very indifferent with each other so not like the perfect family that we know kind of thought okay. not that they seemed like but i mean to pretty much everyone else like that's kind of like. yeah but okay. she babysat she saw them like in it's their just intimate closer to you them. know yeah yeah Um, it really makes you think about like what really goes on behind closed doors, you know? Yeah. Uh two months prior, she was telling literally everyone how happy they were. But then the babysitter's like, Meh, they didn't seem very happy. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like it's it's weird. She's she's like what, three, four, five months pregnant? Um at at this this point point, she would have been about five months. Um, yeah, four and a half, five months, somewhere in there. Um Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's like so weird because literally the fetus of like her pregnancy is not mentioned any other time in the entire really? anything I've read, <laughs> which I find Damn, strange. so that means that whoever was not charged with the baby's death. Oh, that's such bullshit. I That know. should be double homicide, but mm-hmm. that's my opinion, I guess. I agree. All the evidence was sent in to be processed, and in March, the Army CID, which is Criminal Investigation Division, uh, received the results kimberly's blood was found on his shirt even though he said he wasn't wearing it when he tried to resuscitate her he took his shirt off it was torn it was ripped off of him basically because like it was ripped he got to his wrists, whatever um his blood was only found in the kitchen near where the gloves were kept Mm -hmm. and at the bathroom sink Mm -hmm. Colette's blood was also found in Kristen's room where it shouldn't have been if his story is correct Okay. Kimberly's blood was found in the master bedroom, not just in her room, and enough of it, like brain matter and everything, was found in the master bedroom, which means that she would have been attacked in there, and then they would have carried carried her to the room to finish attacking her. Like, or was she killed in that room and then brought to her crib, or her bed? Well, it- there, they do have a full theory of what exactly happened. Okay. Um. But basically, we'll go into that too. But like, basically, they think that she was hit in the head, um, in the master bedroom, and then carried into her room and then stabbed. Okay. I... Again, I don't know any intruder that's gonna do that. Yeah. Like they don't have time. It's very weird. Uh. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me. They had determined that the four members of the McDonald family were the only four people in that house that night. Yeah. Shocker, right? Shocker. We all expected that. Yep. They did a forensic reconstruction of what they believed happened, and they think that Colette and Jeffrey got into an argument, possibly about the fact that Kristen was always wetting his side of the bed, because I would get annoyed with that, too. Sure. <laughs> I get it. Sure. Or possibly about his infidelity in the marriage. Mm-hmm. Both valid things. I mean, when Avery was spitting up on me literally constantly, like, it was fucking annoying. She only spit up on me like twice. Oh my god. Love her. Constant. The amount of times I've thrown her up in the air and could have got spit up in my mouth. Do you know how. She never even drooled on me. Dude, I used to reek. Love that. I used to reek like fucking spoiled milk ew, it was ew. like actually gross and then every time i got my eyelashes done it would be like i'm so sorry it's probably my hair she's like no i don't smell anything you're good and she's like, like i'm mom too i get it yeah but like oh my god look i get it like kids are frustrating kids are frustrating kids kids that's are frustrating. why i don't have them okay but like let's be fucking real Never in a million years would I think to literally kill my entire family because I'm frustrated with my kid doing kid shit. No, but that was, that was like their theory of why they got into the argument to begin yeah, with. Yeah, okay, but it doesn't constitute then escalating to murder. Uh, we'll see why it escalates. Give me a second. Kay. Sorry, I kind of cut Sarah off there because I had to pee really bad. Um, but she was saying, because he's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at pictures of the kids. Right they, now. I'm telling you, it's going to break your heart when you see them because they are actually freaking adorable. I literally want to die. They're and so cute. like, five year olds are not my forte. But man, they were cute kids. They were really cute. Yes. Yeah, so this argument resulted in Colette's. I know, I just said it, but. It's been a second because we paused, so I'm just doing this for you. Um, The forensic reconstruction. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, Which resulted in Colette hitting him on the head with something. They think a hairbrush, like throwing a hairbrush at his face. Okay. Um, Which caused a minor mark to his forehead. Didn't break skin or anything, but like Mm -hmm. that pissed him off and he flew into a rage. So he started hitting her with his fist to begin with and then grabbed the piece of wood and started hitting her with that. And then, because of the commotion, Kimberly woke up and went to go see what was going on and was ultimately hit in the crossfire, literally. They think it was originally an accidental blow, because she walked in and he was swinging it and hit her, and that's why her brain matter and blood was found in the master bedroom. But she was found in her room. Um... It may have been accidental is what they're saying. Okay. But it would have been fatal. Regardless. Okay. That one blow would have been fatal. But now he needed to cuddle... Cu- cuddle? <laughs> We're just talking about cuddling the dogs. <laughs> now he needed to cover up not only the murder of his wife, but now the murder of his daughter, too. So he carried Kimberly into her into her room where he proceeded to stab her repeatedly before heading into Kristen's room to ensure there wouldn't be a possible witness to what he had just done. However, Colette regained consciousness. It's always such a hard word for me to say. (laughs) Consciousness. Consciousness. And stumbled herself into Kristen's room to try to shield her from also being attacked by her her dad. This probably enraged him more, and he killed Colette for good, this time with the ice pick and the knife, and then did the same to Kristen. And then cleaned off the weapons used, threw them out back, tried to frame the murders like there was a Manson family wannabe out there, and, um, like, they they particularly went to the Manson family because not only was, like, six months prior, but also there was, um, this was in February, but magazines come out, like, early. So it was right. the March edition of the Esquire that was, like, highlighting the Manson family murders that he had just gotten in the mail and, like, was on, was in their living room. Okay, but, see, my thing is, like, even if you were that angry, right, and you kill your wife, and your daughter gets caught on by accident, like, how are you that angry to then kill your other- like, you could just say, oh, they probably didn't know that she was in there, and- or I, I fought them off, I scared them away, they, like, beat me up, but they got out in a hurry. Like, do you really have to do
1: all right. of it? Like,
0: she's- Sure- Two and a half, you can, you're communicating, you're seeing, but, like, but she didn't move from her room. Exactly. So, she's not even a witness. Like, they right. think that he did this to eliminate all witnesses, period. But the but door, like, she's in a room with her door closed, I assume. Maybe. Like, maybe, but still. She can't tell them, like, thoroughly, like, oh, it wasn't, you know? Right. Like, yeah, no, I get it. I mean I can't imagine killing my wife and daughters regardless. But but <laughs> it's just like I just don't know that I believe that it's it was an accident and then he had to go through with it all because you can come up with like I yeah, will not kill your youngest child who's who two had and nothing like was if, not anywhere around If the it scene. was if Kimberly was an accident like I can I can't understand it, but I see it, you know. If that right. was an accident, why go for a third victim, your other daughter? Like, why do that? Yeah, I, d- I don't know. I don't know. But we don't have minds for criminals, so, like, <laughs> just <doesn't make> sense. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, And then after writing pig on the headboard, he went to the bathroom to clean himself off and grab a scalpel to stab himself. Because a scalpel is uh, what stabbed him. Okay. Tip. Yeah. Okay. Which is why his blood was only found there and the kitchen sink. Like, that's why his blood was found Do in the bathroom. Did they know where the scalpel is? Did they find it? I don't know, actually. Because the scalpel really wasn't mentioned again after It just this. seems <laughs> dumb that, like... He would use a different a weapon. A different weapon, yeah. Because yeah. the scalpel was in one of their being drawers surgeon, in the bathroom. Being a surgeon, too. Yeah. like He knows where to give himself giveaway. to, like, not yeah. kill himself. Well, but it's a dead giveaway, a scalpel. This isn't some... Group of deranged acid users like they're right. medical grade scalpels into the situation. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And why would you and know, the police already determined everything came from their house. Right, like, but like it's a dumb thought process of like, oh, I'll I'll do all this with everything else, but then I'll stab myself with a scalpel because I know it's clean and easy to like, you know, I'm not gonna die. It's right, five eighths of an inch deep. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> but like from the other perspective of a group breaking in, it's just like why would they switch to a scalpel where are they getting scalpels? Yeah, like they clearly still he's have the knife the nice the knife and the ice pick. Right. You know? Like and he's it's a not like they're they've gotten rid of that and then came back in to finish him off. Like that doesn't With make a sense. Scalpel. With a scalpel they like, found in the house yeah, in a drawer. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. No, it doesn't make any nah, sense. It doesn't make sense to me either. Um, he then called the police and lied down next to his dead wife and waited. hmm That's, that's their whole theory. Okay. He was formally questioned on April 6th, 1970, and he really stuck to his story. When questioning how the blood evidence didn't match up with the story, he had no explanation for it, but he did not stray from his original story. Okay. Um, he then accused investigator Franz Grebner of not being able to solve the, the case, so he's framing him for the murders, because he wanted to keep his 100% solve got rate. It, got it, got yeah. it, Uh, obviously. Mm-hmm. He quickly agreed to take a polygraph, but then within 10 minutes was like, "Nah, eh, never mind, I'm not doing that. Okay. And like, I get it, if, whether I'm innocent or not, I'm not taking polygraph, period. I've taken a polygraph. Have you? I have. Wait, why? Uh, Uh, I think I know this, actually. Yeah, when I was eight, my dad thought I stole his phone. Oh, right. And I didn't. (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. So he took us in to, like, scare us or whatever he said. We ended up getting fingerprinted and polygraphed um, and, like, questioned in separate rooms. And I was threatened. Like, the cop was like, you know, if you lie, you go to juvie, right? And I was like, eight. Anyway, Thank goodness, I was polygraphed, and I'm sure that I failed every single question because I was fucking terrified. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's a reason they're not admissible in court, but like, exactly, I wouldn't take one regardless, even though they're not admissible. Like, I, I think I probably I would just, be, just to be like, not look suspicious. But I, I don't know. I that would I fail would pass for sure. It. Exactly. My so it's nerves, like, like, are you kidding? Just talking to someone new, I'm like yeah. shaking. <laughs> I know it's kind of like a. If you don't do it, you look suspicious. But if you do and you fail because you're nervous, then you look suspicious. Yeah, exactly. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Ugh, I hate it. Um. But the same evening, he was placed under restriction for the military, and he was assigned an army lawyer. But a few days later, decided to have a civilian lawyer represent him instead because he wants to use the army as part of his defense. Okay. He was formally charged with three counts of murder on May first, nineteen seventy. And that same day he wrote a letter to Colette's mother and stepfather expressing how he's innocent and that the army will never admit to their mistakes, which is why they're charging him because they didn't do the investigation properly. Okay. Right. The army hearing stated on July 6th and last started on July 6th and lasted until September. McDonald's lawyer, Bernard Segal immediately went hard on the incompetence of the CID. He claimed that the way they trampled all over the house basically rid the home of any evidence that could have been left behind by the actual killers, and also the fact that they had actually lost important evidence. What do you mean lost? They lost important evidence, dude. Seriously important evidence, too. Um, There was a skin fragment that was retrieved from underneath Colette's fingernail that they just lost. How do you lose it? Granted, he did have scratch marks on his face, but they lost it. I don't. I have no idea. Like it was never processed and or anything. Like gone, just gone. Okay, that's negligent. Yeah. So that was like his primary thing. Was like, no, they were incompetent to sell. Like they didn't do this investigation properly. How dare you try to charge my client? Okay. You know. Um. The pathologist also didn't collect any fingerprints from the children to be compared to anything in the house, and also, <laughs> a dumbass ambulance driver decided it was a good idea to steal Jeffrey's wallet from the crime scene. Are night. you actually kidding me? Look, there was testimony and proof and everything. He literally he stole, stole his wallet. His wallet. <laughs> Come on. So they were just like tearing them apart from the get go.
1: From I mean, the get-go.
0: I can see how they could. Yeah. Like, this is all very stupid. Very stupid. <laughs> Which is so unfortunate because, like, that's probably the basis of all of this. Like, he didn't do it. And if that hadn't happened, it'd be probably a pretty clean case of, like, he did it. Here's why. You have no defense. You would think. You would think. I'm so upset. But. Then there's Kenneth Micah. Who the fuck is Kenneth Micah? He's a responding officer from that night who came immediately to testify in McDonald's defense. What? Yeah. Why? Because he he was on the way to the scene after the, the 911 call came in, and he saw a woman standing on the corner of the street about a half a mile away who was blonde wearing a floppy hat. No way. And he remembered that no. because right as he saw her, he immediately was like, "Hm, like that's strange. No, that didn't. in this pouring rain, why is this woman standing outside at whatever three o'clock a.m. or what at three thirty, whatever four, whatever time it was? When it's pouring rain out, wearing this?" So he remembered that, okay. and then when he heard his story, he was like, hmm. "No." But there's no indication that he knew McDonald from before this. okay. Okay, so I had two options, and now it's down to one. One, he knew him, and he was helping a guy out. Two, McDonald saw this woman that's like while I th- yeah while that's he I was committing these crimes and said he saw her oh, walking or something yeah it was her because he was she was only a half mile away 10 minutes after like that's walkable mm-hmm. and if she had walked past his house while he was doing this and he was cleaning up and he looked out the window and saw her and now he's trying to say it was her and this officer happened to see her mm-hmm. and now it looks like it actually happened I immediately thought that, too. But there is, like, no indication that anyone else thought that. Okay. (laughs) It's it's weird. Um, uh, Colonel Rock had also testified. He was, like, the colonel that was overseeing the whole hearing. He testified that when he was at the crime scene, he knocked over the table and also mentioned that if the CID didn't find any muddy or wet footprints at the scene at all, like, they said, like, there was no... There was only the single footprint from the bloody footprint. Mm-hmm. That also means that they didn't find any evidence of any of the first responders or military police that had also tracked water and mud and whatnot in there. Okay. I mean... Because they said that they didn't find any evidence of footprints. Any, well, but maybe they're saying outside footprints. But they could have mentioned that and then that never came back again like i don't know i feel like that i mean they know what like their boots or you know shoes or whatever look like and so maybe right, they're saying they, like I'm we sure didn't find any right but they still have to eliminate it i don't know though and especially cuz like, i've never heard of a case where they say like this was the police this was not you know like they're just saying this is the evidence well i mean they if don't separate this the two. in the hearing as his defense it makes sense that the CID did not apparently did not find anything at all. Well, but but maybe they're just not including it. Like, but they never came back and said like. I don't know. That weird. one's hard because I've never heard of. I know it, it's an investigation saying like, oh, these are footprints, but they were obviously made by, the police or the investigating party. You know, right. it's always just like this is the evidence. No, the and I totally agree isn't. with you. I thought I right. thought of that too. It's just not. It's not mentioned anywhere else that like Like they... it's not rebuttal. Yeah, correct. Okay. Um it's, but yeah. I don't so... know, it just seems like a pretty I I like I don't think they would mention it, but maybe I just I don't know. But he also like only mentioned the women's boots. He didn't mention anything about the apparent three men that were in there. Right. Okay. So I don't know. But yeah, yeah they he was basically indicating that just because footprints from the intruders aren't there doesn't mean that they weren't there. Yeah, but if she's soaking water, like dripping water. Yeah, but then the other three should be too at that point, too. Well, no, if they came in quick, they, you know, if they hadn't been standing out there. I don't know. I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. All right. So then, in August, a delivery driver named William Posey found Seagal, his lawyer, and told him that a woman, that the woman McDonald claims to have seen that night in his home could have been a young girl named. Helena Whirl Stokely. Okay. She was a 17-year-old drug addict, and Posey had seen her in a parked car with two or three men outside of his apartment around 4 a.m. the same morning in the murders. And how did he know her name? I don't know how they knew each other, but he did know, because okay. he has talked to her. We'll keep getting into that. Okay. He claims that she was wearing exactly what McDonald claimed the female intruder was wearing, And also testified that she told him she, quote, didn't know what she was doing when the murders took place. And that she couldn't get married to her boyfriend until they go out and kill some more people. I know. Strange. It's very, it seems too convenient. Yeah. But that is what he was saying happened. She was questioned and admitted that she was so fucked up that night that she couldn't tell them if she was in the house or not. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, but who was she with? Even though people had come forward to say that, yes, she did mention that she was a part of those murders, she was never subpoenaed to come to the hearing. She said that she was To multiple people. Yeah. McDonald did admit to rinsing off his hands, that's where this comes in, basically out of habit because he was a surgeon. Like, that's what he does. No, no. No. That's what he said. And then also that he may have washed him before calling for help for some reason. No. For some reason. Like no. I, I washed him for some reason. I don't care how trained of a surgeon you are. When you're in that big of a panic mode, I can't Your even... entire family is dead. You don't just wash your hands out of habit. You grab the phone. That was his excuse. long time. i He did admit to moving Colette's body from a slightly propped up position to laying flat. But there's no reason as to why. And he also, I imagined to resuscitate, but if he... that Okay. Yeah, but he didn't give a reason. He literally said, like, I don't know why I did it, basically. My first thought was to resuscitate, but if he couldn't even give that, suspicious. He couldn't give that. Suspicious. Yeah. Um. He also said that he had two or three puncture wounds in his chest, some wounds in his bicep, and about ten different small wounds from an ice pick in his tummy area, but none of this was in any of the medical reports. So it seems pretty unlikely. I love that he says tummy area. He didn't. He said abdomen, but (laughs) I I said tummy area. I was like, as a doctor, I love that he said my tummy. My tummy area. (laughs) No, he said abdomen. But um, he was also seen by a clinical psychiatrist. And I'm not going to talk about all the medical terms and shit. uh, But basically, the psychiatrist's conclusion was that he believes McDonald was victimized. He was not the suspect. What do you mean he was victimized? Like, like he, he was, was a one of the victims, yeah. Okay. That was his professional opinion. opinion. Okay. After the hearing was over on October 13th, 1970, Colonel Kruwnick sure <laughs> thought that there was insufficient evidence to charge McDonald with any crimes and motioned for the charges to be dismissed. No.
1: And it worked. I don't
0: believe it. It worked, Sarah. Charges were dismissed. I just don't believe it. They were dismissed. All of the charges were dropped and he received an honorable discharge from the military in December that Fuck same year. Up. There's nothing honorable about him. No, no. In my opinion. Right. Let's just reiterate this is my opinion. You can have that opinion. I am not a detective. But this is but we do this every week. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Literally. <laughs> we do this every week and it's my opinion. <laughs> I yeah. will say no more. I get it. Um where was I? Uh he moved to New York City for a short time and then to Long Beach Long Beach in July of nineteen seventy one to work as an emergency room California? physician. Yeah. My uncle lived there before he moved to England, Oh really? Yeah. I've never been long for a beach. long time. Well, he also lived in Huntington Beach for a while too. Actually, he didn't move. Long so Beach long. is bougie. he lived in Huntington Beach, bougie. worked in Long Beach. I believe. Long Beach is bougie. Well, yeah, I get it because he had a three hundred and fifty thousand dollar condo in the early seventies. Okay, so he so like obviously had a life insurance policy on his wife. On that's thought. not mentioned anywhere. But he's also a doctor. So in the army. Right, I don't know. He probably did have a life insurance policy, it's just not mentioned. I I don't know anything about it. I'm just saying, how are you <laughs> affording this lifestyle? He also became an instructor at UCLA, amongst doing some random other things. Like he was like an advocate for uh, child abuse victims. And oh really? Yeah. Were you? You <laughs> fucking shitbag. Okay, go on. Um, he then settled down for. In the late 70s, with a 22-year-old flight attendant <laughs> named Candy Kramer, what a bitch! And things were looking really not good her. for him. Not her. He, she's not. A bitch, no, she's innocent, an and she's also my dad was the high school or er, his high school um, homecoming king. He was. My dad was. Yeah. Oh. And do you want to? I would know, have never been nominated. <laughs> do you want to know what his the homecoming queen? His date was yes. named. Yes. Yes, Candy. Yep, ah, <laughs> <laughs> and he says he can't remember the sister's name, but he think it he thinks it was something similar like cookie. Oh, ooh, very stripper name. I hate that. Yeah, um, he was like, I know it, it was something sweet like that, and I want to say it was cookie, but I can't remember. Oof, that would I would like, be so actual mad legal if names. those were my parents. Actual oh. legal names, I would it, lose my mind. Yeah. My name was Cookie, and my assistant's name was Candy. But I Uh -uh. just, I know that the girl that he won high school king and queen with, or homecoming, was was Candy. Candy. (laughs) (laughs) My dad was an attractive guy. Let me tell you. I'll show you. I have pictures. I'll show you pictures. And then a new CID was formed in early 1971 and was told to continue looking into the four suspects. That McDonald had claimed were in his house, but to definitely not eliminate him as a suspect. No, as they should not. No. Uh, Colette's mother and stepfather, Mildred and Alfred Kassab. Yeah, what'd they have to say? They were fully on his side. What? Straight innocence. Are you kidding? He was innocent to them. Really? But they did testify at, their, at the hearing and everything. Like, we believe he's innocent, and these are this is my daughter and my grandchildren that we're talking about, and I believe he's innocent. No. It didn't take long for them to switch, or flip the switch. thank you, thank you. (laughs) And after um, Alfred noticed the inconsistencies in Mac's stories, like, he was changing the amount of times he was stabbed. And, like, he went on a TV show and was like, yeah, I was stabbed this many times, and three of them could have been potentially fatal, but, like, none of his wounds were fatal at all. I mean, maybe. it couldn't have been. Maybe a punctured lung, but, like. But, like, that Even would have taken then, so much time for yeah, him to die. Like, like, you weren't in immediate danger. No. And like, he's, like, on TV talking about how at three least or three four of them, them yeah, okay. were potentially fatal. Right. And he's, like, Alfred's sitting there, like, I saw you less than 24 hours after this happened, and you were fine. And he had, like, barely any bandages on his body, like, Nothing to his chest and and stomach, like he was saying that he had all these puncture wounds right, right, and like, right. yeah. So he was like, that's an, that's not right. Um. So M- McDonald had even told Alfred that he and a few other army men tracked down and killed one of the four people who killed his family. Oh really? Mm-hmm. And he didn't think to bring that up. No, and like he's also involving other army men who are not. But named. also now you're committing murder. Right. Like and you're admitting that to someone? Like, I get it. Vigilante justice. I, get I said it. If v- somebody. V- <laughs> vigilante. Uh, vigilante justice, It's, like, still not legal, dude. Yeah, and if somebody, like, killed my family, I get the one oh, I kill. literally said this like, last week that if anyone ever oh, killed, yeah. it was when I was talking to. You know who? <laughs> Do I? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Um. And I was like, look, because he was saying, you know, they'll go after fam like, gangs will go after family members now so that there's no, like, witnesses, but they used to not go after family members. Well, didn't I, I think I mentioned it was like a respect on the thing? podcast about how I knew a woman, her husband, his dad was involved in the gangs, and they came home one day when he was a child and their dog was skinned and hanging from the tree. No, Never. I've never heard that. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, and he's... I mean, he grew up in California. Oh. He didn't even grow up in Mexico. And the, like, so, okay. the gang Just members did story. this to him. The person I'm talking about grew up in Mexico. We're not, like... Right. Trying to say it. it's Because Mexican, <laughs> You know. No. No, um, no. so the guy was, I was talking to was saying that um, Mexican gangs used to not go after family members because it was a respect thing. Like... I only have a problem with you. I'm not going to take it out on your wife or kids or family. But now they'll take out the rest of the family to, like, Ruin mitigate, you. Well, to mitigate, like, witnesses or retaliation. Okay. And I, t- I was like, well, look, if someone came in and killed Jason and somehow I could, like, set Avery up with someone else, you know? Me, I would absolutely... <laughs> Dude, I I'll would take absolutely bitch. I would absolutely get fucking revenge on that. Oh, like, I get it. I'm going to kill you or I'm gonna die trying. Like, like I don't give a shit. I will kill you. So I get I get it. Like, oh I killed one of the You think I'm kidding. I would absolutely yourself. Look, if you killed Jason tomorrow, I would absolutely come back here and kill you. If Jason no killed remorse. you tomorrow, I would kill Jason. Like Yeah, absolutely no remorse. No, I would... And sure, I might go to prison for the rest of my life. But sure, like, but fuck whatever. it. I don't care. You're <laughs> not it. living. I get it. I get it. So I get saying, like, hey, I killed one of the four that was involved. But also, like, in court, you probably shouldn't say yeah, that. Or, like, on a TV show it or never whatever happened. the fuck You said, said it, it to her stepfather. Yeah, I but like not say it. Okay. No. <laughs> and it's not true. No, it's That's, obviously not, but, like... Like, it's more lies. But, and, like... The fact that he would even go there to, like, be like, oh, yeah, well, don't worry, because I got one of them. Yeah. Like, so you're capable of murder. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) 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 Okay. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Um, So then Alfred obtained the 2,000 page transcript of of the hearing and went over it with a fine tooth comb. Whoa. And he like over and over again, so he could know every discrepancy, dude. I went that was a, in his story. I went through a two hundred and sixty three <laughs> page document today, and I wanted to kill myself. Ew. Two thousand pages? Are you kidding? I went through my sixteen page document for this to like add stuff in, and I'm you like, know Ugh. even better. It was my boss's trust. Ew. His wow, non- that's a big trust. Non Well, it had his like will, advance directive, like. Blah, oh. blah, blah, blah. And he's got like four entities under his name, but like, times terrible. <laughs> Two hundred thirty-six page. I wanted to die. Yeah, he went over this multiple times 2, to make sure he got all of the discrepancies. Insanity. Hmm. I know, but like, I would do. Th- I would do, I a would two do for the justice same, for my kid. I like, can't even like I can't even fathom 2,000 like, pages. I don't know when him and Mildred got together, so I don't know how involved he was in her life in Colette's life growing up. Mm. But like that, that is a stepdad. That's dedication, yeah. That is a that good is stepdad. Like not even a step that's a fucking dad. That is a dad. That's a dad. And I don't I don't know what happened to a real dad. I don't know if he just wasn't I don't care. if She it. can have two dads. I don't right, care right. if that's a dad. But, like, I don't know if he just wasn't in the picture. Maybe he passed away. I'm not sure what happened to him. But, like, that's, that's a, dad. a dad. And that is someone who is taking on that responsibility, even though he doesn't have to. That's yep. so admirable. He wants to. Yeah. Yep. Um, he tried filing. I love him. I love him, too. Oh, and he is a big part in this. Good, because I love him. He tried filing a citizen's complaint with the U.S. Department of Justice, but was denied because the murders took place while McDonald was in the army. It was this huge, it it was a very confusing thing. I'm not going to go into it. No, I get it. It's like, it happened on, there was a similar case with a female who was being stalked, and I cannot remember her name for the life of me, but um, they think that she was killed in like the armory room. Vanessa Gann. Vanessa, yes. Vanessa Gann. Wow, good memory. Um, <laughs> I know that you said <laughs> Vanessa, and I was like, yes, again, yeah. Okay, so, but like they, I, if I'm remembering right, they couldn't. Like, well, since she, it was an army matter, it happened on army base. So yeah, and like supposedly, like military court is very, or like military right, law right. and court and everything mm-hmm, is very different, very different than so, civilian. Yeah, it's hard to cross. And then there's that one case. case that i'm drawing a blank on i did the case it was yours (laughs) it was mine um where he um he was found not guilty in military court but then they took him to civilian court and they found him guilty because the dna test proved that it was him Are you trying to look it up? (laughs) Yeah, but it's not ringing literally a single bell. Oh, my gosh. I'm so upset that I (laughs) cannot um... remember the name. Let me just go back. It's been a while. Um... (laughs) 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 We are the... I am the worst. Hold on. I'm just going to pause it real quick. Okay. I have figured it out. It was Timothy Henness and the Eastburn family murders. Okay. Yeah, so he was sentenced to death with the military court and then acquitted and released, right, right, but then right. they went to civilian court and he yep. was sentenced again once okay. the DNA matched. Right, okay. So that was the one I was trying to figure it out. Um, sorry, I totally lost my page my place of where I was at in this though. <laughs> okay. So um after he was denied the citizen's complaint with the U.S. Department of Justice, um, because he was in the Army, he went to the FBI, who also refused to take on the case. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was not going to stop fighting. Good. He was like, this is my frickin' daughter. Like, yeah. We are we are getting him in prison. On April 30th, 1974, Alfred Kassab, his attorney, Richard Kahn, and CID agent Peter Ke- Kearns uh, decided to present a citizen's case to Judge Algernon Butler, so Judge Butler, asking for Algernon a, is a first name. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Um, asking for a grand jury to indict Mac uh, McDonald for the murders. So I have Mac as the right <laughs> as the hyphenated name. Um, it was granted, and within a month, Attorney Victor Wohrhide deemed the case worthy of prosecution, as uh, Wikipedia stated it. On August 12th, 1974, a grand jury convened, and 75 witnesses were called to testify, and new evidence emerged. And as much as I would like to take you guys down this rabbit hole, I'm not going to. There's already too much information on this case, so we're just going to keep going. In. Um, on January 24th, 1975, he was officially indicted on three counts of murder and was arrested right away. For Four counts of murder, correct. But like three. I know. I know. Legally three. Friends and family placed his bail, and he was released on bail on January thirty first. He pleaded not guilty at his arraignment on May twenty third. Segal, his lawyer, filed to dismiss the case based on double jeopardy and the right to a speedy trial. Double jeopardy doesn't count though. Oh, girl, I know it. I have a whole like rant in here about that. He was never convicted. And he was never found guilty. He was never found innocent. He never went to trial. Right. You cannot clean double, double jeopardy. jeopardy. No. But they keep they keep at the double jeopardy angle. And I don't. It gets denied every time. Like, there's okay, no good. double jeopardy. I don't get it. Because it's not. Yeah. And on July 29th, Dup- Judge Dupree denied the arguments and the trial was set to start on August 18th. Good. However, on August 15th, the 4th Circuit Court of Appeals issued to stay the proceedings, which means that no further legal action can continue. Can't go on with the trial. Literally Why? nothing can keep going. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know. I literally don't know. Um, basically, he's free. Everything comes to a halt. You can't do anything on the case. Nothing at all. He's just out there living his life. Are you actually kidding me? Yeah. Why? I don't know. And then, on January 23rd, 1976, the court dismissed his indictment due to the lack of a speedy trial. They are fucking up left and right here, Sarah. It's like, he's arrested, he's free, he's arrested, he's free, he's arrested, he's, arrested, he's free. It's just like back and no. forth with this dude. No, I'm mad. Finally, though, the case was brought to the Supreme Court and they ruled 8-0, to zero. To reinstate the indictment on May first, nineteen seventy-eight. If they aren't able to go through with this fucking trial, <clears throat> can they? And I can't believe that you didn't say anything about his twenty-two-year-old um, flight attendant girlfriend. Because I didn't said hear, you didn't hear me go. <clears throat> yeah, but oh wait. Oh yeah, I said I said he settled down in the late seventies. Yeah. And this was in 1971 that we were talking about this? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. You didn't hear me make my audible eye roll? Uh, Maybe I did. (laughs) Maybe I did. Anyway, uh, his attorney still tried going the double jeopardy route, which it's not. So off, dude. (laughs) It just kept getting denied. Like, literally, are you even a lawyer? (laughs) Seriously. Do you even know the law? (laughs) He was finally brought to trial on July 16th, 1979. Hey, a the day after my birthday. Yes, it is. And this was freaking after year after year after year of trying to get the student in trial. It's ridiculous. Um, after countless of hours in the courtroom, the jury was sent to deliberate on August 29th, 1979. It took them six and a half hours before they returned the verdict of guilty Good. of first degree murder of Good. two-year-old Kristen. And second degree murder for Colette and five year old Kimberly. Second degree. So they, th- it's based on the reen- like the reenactment of it's it. It's first degree of Colette though. No, because in their opinion, she hit him with something, and then he, no, he reacted no, to it. No. She hit him with if if what what they think is true. She hit him with a hairbrush. Barely right. fucking hurt him. I agree. It's first degree for her, maybe second degree for Kimberly. And they think that Kimberly was hit on accident, so... A- so, maybe second degree, but... But, mm, but Kristen was the only one that he was like, nope, I'm gonna have to kill her! Like, you know? Right, I mean, he, it's not an accident. So... But, no, I would even say that, no. Well... Colette, I would say Colette's first degree as well. I, I would, too. But, like, okay. Like, you know... He didn't. I guess he didn't plan it ahead of time. So legally, Mm -hmm. okay, whatever. All right. Um, he showed no emotion when the verdict was read. Not um, even though many jurors were crying. Like when they presented it, they were crying, and his mother like ran out of the courtroom. She was a mess, and he just sat there and was like, "Yeah, whatever." I don't like him. Whatever. (laughs) Judge Dupree. Sentenced him to three life sentences to be served consecutively. It should be four. I know. I know it should be. But we're not done. There's, there's still more, girl. Stop it. On July twenty ninth, nineteen eighty, the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals overturns his conviction. You're fucking <laughs> no, I'm not kidding you. Due to the nine year gap it took to get him to trial. Why? And that was my point. And I said it's unfair because he was not arrested and charged in 1970, which means that he was not on trial. He w- he did not need to go to trial. He never went to trial. He never was charged formally. Right. Like he should No, he was a free man this entire time. Free man. He had a 22-year-old girlfriend living in fucking California. Yeah. Working at the hospitals. It's like, not like he was thing. waiting in jail. For yeah. his trial. and then 1975, in the, when, when they were like, oh, well, we should probably, like, maybe think about charging this dude. Yeah. So, it's like, he was not charged, so, but they overturned it. It's, I know. I'm telling you, every time I thought I was almost done with this, I wasn't. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And then... Um, yes, yeah, so in nineteen seventy five he was charged. But then they decided to stay the proceedings and they were like, Yeah, right. Whatever. Exactly. Um, so he was still out and free, not charged until nineteen seventy-eight or seventy-nine, when he like seventy-eight when they reopened it or whatever, and then seventy nine when they charged him officially. Right, right. When he went to trial. So I was very confused. Um, but he was released from prison on August twenty second, nineteen eighty, after his friends and family posted his bail. And then he just went along and continued working at the hospital, St. Mary's Medical Center that he was working at, before um, the director of emergency medicine. I can't... Why did they hire him back? I I don't get it. I have no words. I have nothing to say. Yeah, it just keeps going. (laughs) There was another appeal in December of 1981, to which all ten judges of the Fourth Circuit had to sit in... Like usually it's like one judge that they present to and they decide. No, all all ten had to. They voted five to five, meaning that the dismissal of his charges were upheld and he was still a free man. So it's a hung jury, right? Basically. Yeah. It was it was even on both sides and they were like, Well, since it's even, majority is for the defendant. Not guilty. Yeah. Right. So they That's upheld so bullshit. his his, con- his reversal of convic- conviction and he was a free man. In March With all that evidence though? Oh it- Sarah, it still gets more wild. <laughs> this is ridiculous, I'm telling you. In March of 1982, he announced that he was now engaged to his girlfriend Randy D. Marwith. But then, then another appeal happened on March 31st, 1982, where it was ruled 6-3 to three that his right to a speedy trial was not violated because of the time frame from when the military dismissed all charges to when he was indicted to a civilian court should, quote, not be considered in determining the delay in bringing McDonald to trial, violated his right to a speedy trial under the Sixth Amendment. Good, because he was literally free. Which is exactly what I was saying, yeah. Like he was not there there was no violation there. Yeah, there wasn't. So he was immediately rearrested and put back in prison to serve his three consecutive life sentences. Okay. He then fired Segal and hired new lawyers. They appealed based on him not being found guilty beyond a reasonable doubt in nineteen eighty two, but it was denied. Another appeal due to suppressed exculpatory evidence in nineteen eighty five. Do you know what that means? No. Me either. I've always heard the term, but I've never known what it actually meant. It's basically evidence that can help the defense that was not presented in court. So okay. it's evidence that could have helped him m- have the jury sway yeah, a different and, way, uh, maybe. Or... What is this, then? They may have said what it was, but I cut out a lot of <laughs> details because this case would have been yeah. ten parts if I added it all. Um, So, I'm not sure what that defense was, um, but it was denied. So, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Um, And then, sorry, I lost my place again. Oh, my goodness. Where am I? That was in 1985. Another appeal for prosecutorial misconduct in 1991, which was also denied, Another appeal about basically the same stuff, and he was requesting a new trial based on the suppressed exculpatory evidence, but that was also denied in 1992. On September 2nd, 1997, the court granted McDonald's motion to file a supplemental affidavit. There were sarin fibers? Saran fibers? I have no idea. I'm just going to say saran. I'm not sure either. Um found at the crime scene that didn't match any of the evidence that was collected. Like okay, Saran wrapper? Like No, cellophane? I'm going to say Saran actually. Okay. I'm going to change. It. But what is that? How do you spell it? S A R A N. And I I know what it is, kind of. Um so typically Saran fibers are used for doll's hair. But prior to 1970, which is when the murders took place, they were also commonly used for wigs. Which falls under the exculpatory evidence because that is something that could possibly have helped him in the trial if they were to be tested. Okay. To make sure that they weren't one of the kids' dolls. He wanted them to be tested for DNA and they were... um, No, okay, look, I just looked up saran fibers. They've been used for home furnishings, automobile upholstery, belts, sports bags, and shoes. Well, apparently prior to 1970 they were used for wigs. And also doll's hair. Okay. So, I don't know. Um, they were granted permission to test the blood evidence as well. So, they were really hoping that the evidence would match the then 17-year-old drug addict, um, Helena Stokely, and her boyfriend, Gregory Mitchell. Right. This started in 2000, when they started testing the stuff. It took six years. So, by 2006, all the DNA and hair samples, because they had, like, not only the saran, saran, fibers, but they also had, like, actual hair samples here and there. Right. Um, Everything had been tested, and none of it matched Stokely or Mitchell. Of course. And most of the hair fibers in the rooms were matched to McDonald himself. However, there were three hairs, one from the bed sheet in the master bedroom, uh, one found near Colette's legs, and one tiny little one-fifth of an inch hair found under Kristen's fingernail that did not match any DNA from any of the four family members or any suspect they may have had. Which is what? strange. Including That's- Stokely and Mitchell. Okay. With this new evidence, he found filed- Was it the babysitter? Like, maybe the babysitter had been hanging out them. That is a possibility. Because I feel like... I feel like that... It- Knowing that she's in the house frequently, they probably would have tested her, too. Do you know how much Avery pinches the shit out of me? <laughs> like, I'm sure she's got, like, little peach fuzz arm hairs. Yeah. On, like, you know. Right. And I mean, who knows? I just think... I okay. I think, I'm sure, this is 2006 at this point, like, I'm sure they probably tested everyone that but like, was in- okay. involved in the house. Okay. But it didn't really mention that, so I don't know. Um, With this new evidence, he filed another appeal that was again denied. Good. Yeah. Denied left and freaking right. He was really trying everything he could. And then he was also denied a compassionate release in 2021 due to his declining health, but because the crime had taken place before November 1st, 1987, he was denied. Okay. So that only apparently the law is like it has to be the crime has to be committed after ni- November 1st of 1987 for you to be eligible for compassionate furlough. Okay. Which I didn't know. Which, until now. uh, you're, like, one of your recent cases with compassionate uh-huh. furlough. It was like, why the fuck did he get that? And I'm st- oh, it was, um, Roberta Mormon. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, she was a victim. Killed his mom. Yeah. Ugh. Um, <laughs> we're still not done, sir. <laughs> Allegedly- Helena Stokely had confessed to being at the crime scene to a retired FBI agent turned P.I. Okay. Named Ted Gunderson after he was hired by people who was convinced that who were convinced that McDonald was innocent. She apparently told Gunderson that her and five of her friends that were all in this drug cult had a vendetta against McDonald due to him not being willing to treat patients who were addicted to heroin or opiates. Mm-hmm. Does he have this on a recording? Any proof Not at that all? I know of. Mm-hmm. Any proof at all. No? Okay. Not that I know of. Okay. And it gets weirder. It gets weirder. She allegedly told him that they went to his house that night specifically to kill his entire family, but leave him alive. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I guess, so he would suffer without them. Maybe be tried for this whole thing. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. And this is where it gets a little silly to me. Um, Stokely apparently told Gunderson that she had called the house earlier on the day of February 16th, which was, like, the night into the next morning that they were murdered, to ensure that the whole family would be home that evening. Mm -hmm. And Colette was just like, yep, we have a babysitter in the evening, but then I'll be home, and it's just the four of us. Mm Mm-hmm very convenient. And if you were there ask me. phone records of this? I don't know what it was like in the 70s. I don't know of any phone records. Okay. <laughs> very convenient. Uh Wikipedia stated that they would be present and alone. Although I don't know if that's the exact word Stokely used or not, but like yeah, no, we're going to be present and alone. Like don't you worry. Yeah, it sure, just seems sure, strange, you know. Sure. Yep. Um, to a random stranger. Yeah, yeah someone we'll you don't all even be know. Here. Yeah. So, okay. I don't know if somebody was calling my house asking if me and my family were gonna be I'd alone be like, and home. Um. Yeah, we'll be here, and so will my dad and my mom and my gun. I and... was gonna say in my guns. Yeah, <laughs> no, guns plural. I don't even have a gun. I'd say guns. I do. I have a gun. <laughs> I know. Jealous. Um. Yeah. It was just weird. So. She goes on to say how they dropped mescaline. Have you heard of that? I have, but I don't Did I say it right? Mescaline. It's basically, it's similar to LSD. Very similar to LSD. Like, it gives you kind of the same symptoms and Um, whatever. It's a naturally occurring psychedelic of the substituted... Phenethylamine right. class, known for its hallucinogenic effects comparable to those of LSD and psilocybin. Yeah. So, mushrooms are LSD. Okay, yeah. So, the, apparently they dropped that before heading to the house, which is, um... Oh, and then things went awry very quickly. hmm This is apparently all what she said. Mm-hmm. Um, as they were fighting with McDonald, she ran to the back bedroom and saw two of her friends beating Colette and Kimberly on the bed with, quote... Death to all pigs or something like that, unquote, written on the headboard. Right, but it just said pig. It just said pig. She took a polygraph in 1971, and they concluded that she really does believe that her and her friends were in the house during the time of the murders. Really? But due to her excessive drug use and how confused she was due to the drugs, like before and after and whatnot, she was not reliable. Mm -hmm. In 2007... McDonald's attorneys filed an affidavit for Helena Senior, not Senior, but it's Helena's mom, and she named her after her. Right, so right, right. It just feels right to say, yeah, <laughs> um, that Stokely had confessed to her on two separate occasions that she was in that house that night. Mm. Okay. He filed that as part of an appeal with new DNA, the new like the the hair fibers not matching anyone in the house. That evidence. But as we already know, that appeal was already denied. Right. So, basically, this information with Helen Stokely went nowhere in the Good, courts. because I really, I feel like
1: but maybe... But also,
0: her boyfriend at the time, Mitchell, he's he died at 31 from liver cirrhosis, so he's like, he can't be questioned or anything. But he also, according to multiple witnesses, also claimed that he had killed that family. Yeah, but... Okay. It's just strange. Look... But even though he said, yeah, I killed these people, CID was like, nah, you're cleared. No, but cirrhosis of the liver is caused by excessive drinking. I don't, maybe drug use? He was also a heavy drug user. Yeah, I I know what's caused by excessive drinking. I don't know about drug use, but if they were heavy drug users in the area and they were so fucked up, then maybe they saw that headline and was like, well, fuck, I can't remember what I did last night. Mm-hmm. maybe it was us and then they got it in their minds yeah because originally she was like no I, I don't know what I was doing that night but then exactly, she was like exactly. oh no I was not but there. enough people tell you like maybe you were there you know and now you start to believe right. your own confusion is fact mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah I perso- like. I'm sure there's more but I personally don't believe that they were part of it I think that they were more not like brainwashed, but their own like delusions maybe be maybe <laughs> <whoa>. be <laughs> maybe like cause them to believe that they it's were It's like a good possibility. And that's why everyone was like, No, she's not reliable. We can't exactly. we can't go on her testimony. Exactly. Like dude. And she swears that she was wearing what he said she was wearing that night. But maybe they were out for a walk. And maybe maybe that is a woman that Yeah, but, like, maybe they they were, yeah, but maybe they were out out for a walk, and and they knew that they were in the area, and, oh, I can't remember, so maybe I did do it, and then. Yeah, she had, like, a whole story, um, about, did I not put it in here? Did you hear that? That that was my tummy. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I didn't put it in here. But she had, like, a whole story about how, um, like, when they got in there, things went awry. Come but on. did she actually, or did the PI just say that? I don't. I think this was the PI's account. Because you mentioned about how the PI said that. Oh, yeah, I already mentioned how, like, she saw two of her friends being Colette. Allegedly. Allegedly, Yeah. yeah. But, like, this never came out of her own mouth. No, and she was called to testify at, like, the last hearing, and it still didn't go anywhere, so... Exactly. Yeah, okay. It's just, like, strange that she would even... Like, her mom said that she was terrified of the prosecutors, so she wouldn't come forward. But then she ended up testifying anyway... And then still nothing happened to her. Okay. I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. So, like, there are accounts out there solidifying his story, but, like, the DNA evidence and what have you, like, doesn't solidify his story at all. No. So... And I would trust DNA more than two people that are on acid? Like, yeah. Maybe you're walking through the neighborhood and you think, oh, shit, I don't remember. So I was walking past that house. Like, maybe I could have done it. I don't know. And everyone's telling me that I probably did do it. And so I start to believe that versus, like, literal DNA evidence. It's like no one else was in this house. But they also lost evidence. And then they also had that weird discrepancy with the footprints and Right, so they lost the evidence. Of the skin underneath the nails, mm-hmm. and he had scratches on him. Guarantee, if they found that, it matched to him. Oh, I'm sure. Like but he, like, the whole thing. He really, like, really, really, really pushed for them to go. Do I don't believe all it. of the DNA. I don't like, believe it. But why would you push it if I don't believe? If it. you knew for sure, no. It's just strange. It's all because strange. you want to look. You know they've lost it. No, but they didn't lose the hair strands and, and stuff. Okay, it's like still, it's like It's just weird. No, I I just don't believe it. I don't know, Maybe I just don't he believe it. found a dog and grabbed a few hairs off of the dog. Like, <laughs> I don't believe it. I don't know. I really don't. But yeah. So that is pretty much everything. Um he is still alive and serving his sentence in Cumberland, Maryland. I'm and, so glad he's still in jail. And he is still continuing to this day to maintain his innocence. And Colette, K- Kimberly and Kristen were like just really amazing little hum- well, little humans and big human. Right. And like I said they are so freaking cute. <laughs> Um, all three were laid to rest together in Washington Memorial Park in Long Island and their headstones were changed from McDonald to Colette's maiden name of Stevenson. Good. So they are no longer McDonald's in the eyes of the world. And there is a book, um, called Fatal Vision about this, which I did not read, but I would actually like to. And what I don't like about it is that Jeffrey McDonald is the one like explains mm. his wife and kids okay. good things but like it's unrealistic for someone who may have committed this right. crime yeah. and um I should look at when the book was published cause maybe it was when he was innocent quote unquote no I it was just, 1984 have, he was in prison already I have a really hard time believing that Actually, I think that's the the movie. There's a movie about it. No, I look. I don't claim to know anything. I wasn't there. But I just have a really hard time believing that this was something. 1983 is when the book came out. So he was already in prison. Yeah. I just don't believe it. I think that he did it. All the DNA. Evidence... And you know what? We're allowed to think that because he's convicted. We don't even have to say allegedly. Yeah. He did it. I, there, if if the DNA evidence like that's DNA evidence is more convicting than witness statement, right? Right. Like, witnesses can lie, and witnesses can also genuinely believe their truth, but it might not be the real truth. Right, and enough, enough drug use, and like especially drug you'll use, you'll believe anything, and so DNA evidence is like the most solid evidence in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Because, like, um, there's been many cases out there where, like, there's ten witnesses or whatever, and each one has a different account and a different description of the assailant. And it's like, that's how you know that witness testimony cannot be trusted. Right. It's not. 100%. It's not 100%. And so, DNA, the fact that DNA didn't point to any of those people... Just tells me that, like, maybe they were really high and were walking by and thought, okay, I must have gone there because I walked by and I can't remember. But the DNA is saying that it wasn't them. I totally agree that, that he did this. I totally agree. Okay. I just do think it is strange that she... Apparently was like, well, we can't get married until we kill some more people. Well, but like again, yeah, again, she could be lying. What if he had a vendetta against her for like, what if he she slept with him and then she was like, oh, I can't talk to you anymore. I have a boyfriend, and like he had a friggin' vendetta against her. Like we don't know, right? Or or McDonald. Like like, how else did he know her? Right? Or McDonald like paid him off to say, yeah, he had money. Whatever. Exactly. Like, the whole thing, no. I don't believe that it was anyone but McDonald. And I think DNA evidence, like, shows that. Yeah, I get it. I don't know. I'm telling you, though, if I was on that jury, he's guilty. I am curious to see what it's like on that jury. (laughs) What it was like for them. No, I just don't believe anything other than it was him. I get it. But would the defense have enough reasonable doubt... Yes. Yes. ...to not convict him? Oh, to not convict him? Enough reasonable doubt. He has to be proven without a reasonable doubt. And that was one of his appeals. I think he was a, he was proven without a reasonable doubt that he did this.
1: Yeah, no based other on DNA, what we know, but like... No
0: other DNA evidence in the house. But the random hairs, that could have thrown the jury for one, a loop. One fake hair that Three. was... The Saren. Yeah. no, no, no. Um, that, that was I don't even know what that was found to be. Um, oh, then the one under the fingernail, yeah, the one okay. under the fingernail, one on Colette's body, and one on the sheets. There was three. But still, I mean. Okay. Uh, the one on the sheets, the mistress he was cheating with, done over with. But what if they excluded her? Mm. Like, still, we don't have every detail. No, but still, it's like... I'm trying to play devil's advocate here. I know, I get it, <laughs> but but there was enough... Listen, I, again, I agree. But there guilty, was enough but... evidence, I think. No other footprints. No other blood DNA. No other fingerprints. No blah 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 blah. Like, same gloves that he kept in the house. A scalpel to stab him with as a doctor. Like, I think there's enough evidence there where it's like... This was all staged,
1: and oh, yeah. he went
0: around the fact and that like he n- reading about the Manson Family murders. Yeah, the freaking and day that this happened, tried to resuscitate them all, quote unquote, quote unquote. But the blood evidence calling didn't match. Like, exactly. I I just don't believe it. Um, I think there's enough evidence where I would say yeah, he's guilty. It's just me. No, I get it. I agree. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate for because i feel like i need to you know no i get it (laughs) i get it um but i do agree i think he's fucking guilty and he is i mean legally he is guilty he is in prison he's probably gonna die there because two years ago he was already trying to get out with ailing illnesses like good and i fully honestly i fully believe that he is guilty but, like, do you see what I mean? Where I'm like, oh, this case is almost over. And then I'm like, oh, nope, absolutely. another page, another another page, another page, another page. I was just like, <laughs> when does it and end? And another twist and another one, And yeah. I left out so many details. I know. I get it. Um, <laughs> I cannot believe I've never heard of this case. I have neither. Like, this was... The Wikipedia page was, like, ten miles long. It was ridiculous. Yeah, no, I believe you. I... I, I really do believe that he's guilty. I'm just like so. Their kids were so cute. I'm looking at them right yeah, now. Yeah, that kills me. I. Yeah, they were so adorable. Just like the younger one is like barely older. Than I Avery. know. She was two and a half, so she's about a year older than Avery. But still, it doesn't matter. Like kids should not be murdered by their dad period <laughs> and obviously yeah. we shouldn't have to say that but <laughs> here we are well and that's the thing is like I know that Jason would be or is sorry a great dad and I know that Alex would be a great dad like nah, we'll see <laughs> No, like, I... He's a great dog and cat dad. He's gonna be a dad. I knew great dad. that Jason would be a good dad before he was a dad. And, like, I know that Alex will be a good dad. Like, same he way I knew be. that Gabe would be a great dad. Yeah. And Skylar would be a great dad. Like, all these people Stop, in my life... Misty. I got pregnant before them. And, like, I could just tell they would be fantastic dads. And I just... Like, I don't know what... I don't know how a good dad could do that to their kids. I don't know. Regardless if you're a good or bad dad, I don't Any know how you could do parent, it. fucking parent, right? But, like, no. I just don't believe it. I just... I don't know. Oh, yeah. Well, he's super guilty, and he's convicted as it, so we can say that. Okay, good. Because I think he's a fucking monster. He's super guilty. I think he is, for sure. It's just, like, wild that People actually like were trying to go with his, like yeah no I did see this woman no I was there like maybe, that's but but crazy. maybe they did, maybe they did see right. her and she was on a walk yeah and no he I get saw my her. my thought also was that um he saw her walking when he was like yep. about to commit the crimes or did was in the act of committing the crimes and he's yeah. like well I'll just blame this woman. I saw her. that's what I'm thinking. Because and it's such lucky a wild account, too. <laughs> and lucky for him, she was an acid user who couldn't remember. Yeah, but not lucky enough. so anyway, anyway, so that's the case of the McDonald family martyrs and family annihilator Jeffrey McDonald. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I mean, in the worst way possible, of course. Sure. Well, don't be evil. Be good. Don't and be it. We love you guys. We love you. And please keep listening. Bye. Bye.